0: This
1: episode of News Dump is brought to you by Upstart and by Omaha Steaks.
0: All roads lead back to MoviePass, don't they? Oh my god, these people again? Yeah, there's, surprisingly, in June of 2021, even more news. Yeah, MoviePass, it's the ultimate example of the millennial services tech boom where apps made everything cheaper and easier by burning millions upon millions of dollars of investor money in a desperate attempt to acquire a massive amount of users and figure out how to attain profitability at at some point way off in the future. By then, we'll have it all figured out. Yeah, now there's plenty of obvious examples of companies who have so far survived this type of development uh, strategy. There's Uber, Lyft, Postmates, DoorDash, companies that are finally starting to turn things around for their investors after becoming pretty much ubiquitous. They had to become
1: industry-like Monopoly had to completely murder the taxicab industry yeah. and the restaurant delivery business by undercutting them with money that didn't really exist. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful system.
0: But uh, the road success is lined with countless examples of complete failures. Quibi, WeWork, Sidecar, Online, Beepy, Washio and so on and so forth. Uh, there's hundreds of like startups that just burned a bunch of cash doing like a simple service. And uh, you know people took advantage of that. Yeah. It
1: was great for people that were like early signups, but I actually liked Sidecar. That was my preferred uh, ride-sharing app when it was still around because they actually was very friendly to the drivers. They let the drivers set their own rates and their own parameters and shit. They gave the drivers final say over everything. Yeah. So of course it couldn't last. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course,
0: yeah. That's like, oh, this Sidecar is going
1: to cost ten dollars, but the Uber will be eight. Yeah, they <laughs> let they like you. Literally, you would pop in your information and be like, all right, this guy will do it. For $20, and he'll be there in five minutes. This guy's got a worse car, and he'll be slower, but he'll do it for half the money. Yeah. So what's it going to be, buddy?
0: Anyways, uh, yeah, the, the, the app marketplace over the past 10 years has been wild. And, yeah. and typically, at least in the early days, especially with the one we're about to talk about, again, the consumers actually benefited. Yeah. But the ones that, the further they go along, the less you start to benefit.
1: So, so yeah, while many of these startups and apps might have worked out if they'd scaled differently or were managed better or any number of reasons, the one that was always doomed to fail and the one that did so very publicly was MoviePass. If you've watched our show or were a fan of A Night Out of the Movies for a decent chunk of the 2010s, you're already well aware of MoviePass and why it failed. It started as an all-you-can-watch movie service. You'd pay a monthly fee and then go see as many movies as you wanted to whenever you wanted to at any number of theaters. We're kind of spoiling today's story by telling you how the app quickly started to fail with consumers after it was already really clear that it was a financial disaster for its investors and parent company Helios and Matheson Analytics. But let's just say they altered the deal and then altered it further, multiple times in fact. (laughs) They kept altering
0: the deal. They didn't even threaten to keep doing it. I am
1: altering the deal, and I will alter it further.
0: By the way, while I was saying that, it's been altered again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, at one point before completely throwing in the towel, MoviePass was changing its terms and models so rapidly that even using it for one movie a week became a baffling ordeal and sometimes felt impossible. And apparently, as we started to learn last week, that was all by design. Before this, we only assumed the obvious. Yeah. Now, anyone following the saga while it played out, including us, Again, you, you could have safely assumed that there was some shady shit going on behind the scenes, and you could have also assumed that every problem that MoviePass subscribers were repeatedly facing had been done intentionally to stop them from using the app for its intended purposes in a desperate attempt by the company to stop hemorrhaging money. Surely they wouldn't do that on purpose, right? That, no. that would be against the law and uh, just a bad business practice. Yeah. Well, it shouldn't surprise you or anyone that they were intentionally fucking with the service, they were breaking law, and now, thanks to an investigation by the Federal Trade Commission, we have a better idea of what exactly the company did in order to screw over their remaining customers.
1: Yeah, just last week, we spoke about a settlement between MoviePass executives Mitch Lowe and Ted Farnsworth and a California district attorney's office, which resulted in a fine of $400,000. But on Monday of this week, MoviePass also agreed to settle with the FTC, allowing them to go public with the tactics that were used to deceive customers and make the service intentionally difficult to use. From the New York Times. MoviePass and its executives went to great lengths to deny consumers access to the service that they paid for while also failing to secure their personal information. Daniel Kaufman, the FTC's acting director of the Bureau of Consumer Protection, said in a statement. Those great
0: lengths, as detailed in the FTC's complaint, revealed that top MoviePass executives were not only aware of efforts to keep users from going to the movies, but led the execution of schemes they knew to be deceptive. Uh, Here's some more info from the FTC complaint, and, and yeah, there's a lot of it. So many shady tactics, in fact, that you would assume a majority of the company's focus at one point was based entirely around making their subscribers' lives miserable. This is awesome. Uh, In one effort, the company invalidated the passwords of 75,000 subscribers who who used the service most often Mm. while falsely claiming, quote, we have detected suspicious activity or potential fraud on their accounts. Love it. So literally, they gave you a warning that uh, your account was like, messed with or was the victim of fraud or something so that they could like change things and stop you from using it. Yeah. When in reality, nothing had
1: happened. This is awesome. I fucking love this. Uh,
0: Many of the people who tried to reset their passwords were unable to because of technical problems. Oh, geez. The app would not accept their email address. They would not receive a password reset email or the email would link to a non-working website. We're working on it. (laughs) When users complained, customer service would take weeks to respond. They even hired a dog at one point to do P.O. Oh, yeah, I remember the dog. Uh,
1: That dog is dead.
0: That dog is dead, yeah. Uh, When an executive warned that the practice would catch the attention of federal regulators and state attorneys general, Mr. Lowe responded in writing, Okay, I get it, suggesting the company try it with "Mm, 2% of our highest volume users.
1: Just just enough that no one will get suspicious.
0: Yeah. Like, all right, look. Yeah, if we did this to a majority of them, sure, people start sniffing around, but what's, like, a good number, uh, to, to really, like, have some plausible deniability. Oh, 2% of our most active users. All, all right. right.
1: Engage. I, and I, I believe 100% that the big cable companies are doing this shit with your internet all the time. Absolutely. I, I will not be persuaded otherwise. I fully believe they're down there being like, mm, electric bill's a little high this month. What if we just... Uh, these This top 2% of people are using a lot of internet. What if we just... Uh, I mean, oh, no. That's literally what's happened uh, legally
0: in yeah. a lot of cases. But there are I'm sure that there's plenty of cases where they're like, yeah, I mean, it's, oh, it's, it's unlimited service internet.
1: Service outage. Oh, no.
0: Yeah. You have unlimited, but you don't.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway, in a separate effort, the company required the 20% of users who use the service most often, about 450,000 people, to submit photos of their physical movie tickets for approval through the app, telling them they had been randomly selected for the program. They're no better than the TSA. Those who failed to <laughs> properly submit the tickets more than once would have their accounts canceled. Uh, the automated verification system often did not work on common mobile operating systems, and the software failed to recognize many user submitted photos. Aw, oh, geez. <laughs> the, the program. <laughs> well, how are we supposed to know? <laughs> the program blocked thousands of people from using the service. Mr. Lowe personally chose how many people would be required to submit photos. <laughs> oh, I love it. Mitch Lowe is diabolical. I love it. Yeah, also just like. All right.
0: Um, so you're telling me that if we don't update the app to the latest OS on Android and iPhone, that uh, we may run into some technical problems with receiving uh, the photos and submissions that we're requesting people to send. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's not update the app.
1: Oh, geez. I guess you shouldn't have updated your phone to that new OS because uh, no more Movie Pass. It's just
0: so hard to catch up. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then there was the tripwire, which we touched on last week as a result of the case in California. Quote, In a third effort described by the commission, the company created a tripwire by imposing a limit on how often certain users could use the service, but did not disclose the limit in its advertising or terms of use. The company grouped subscribers based on how often they used the service. Then, once the group hit an unannounced limit, the people in the group would be unable to use the service, regulators said. The users often did not know that they had been cut off until they arrived at the theater expecting to use their subscriptions, they (laughs) said. The tripwire was typically set on users who went to more than three movies per month. Mr. Lowe set the thresholds. So he is the one at the end of the day being like, he's sitting there in an office figuring out new ways to fuck the customers because the company, he's about to lose a
1: billion dollar company. We were supposed to figure out a way to be profitable by now. We're not. But our user base keeps growing which should be great, but it's not Mm -hmm. because the more it grows, the more we lose. Gotta get creative, guys. I would look I, like this is pretty diabolical.
0: I would not want to be this guy. Like, these are yeah. decisions that you make out of complete desperation.
1: This is like because uh, you've blown millions of dollars. This is, I mean, this is a deep cut, but it reminds me of like David Cross's character in uh, the Todd Margaret show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gets hired to run just like a this is a, gonna be grailing energy drink company yeah. with ties to the North Korean government. Yeah, they, they should make that show. Another yeah. season of Todd Margaret, where he's running MoviePass,
0: or, or like honestly, it, it really seems like they hired Nathan Fielder to save yeah. their business. Considering the lengths that they went to to stop customers—the plan from, from <laughs> yeah from using the product as intended—in order to somehow save all that cash. It, it's not as comically insane as putting uh, discounted TVs behind a tiny door with an al- alligator guarding it, but <laughs> it's—I mean, it's the whole point was to ruin the customer experience so that they wouldn't. Yeah. waste more of the company's money. Yeah.
1: It, yeah, it does feel like an in-for-you thing.
0: Yeah, like, look, this is a really desirable service. You can see all the movies you want and go to the movie theaters and, and it just yeah. it, it works. Yeah. But then it's like, all right, the idea worked. We got a bunch of people to sign up and they're giving us 20 bucks a month, 30 bucks a month. But the problem is... It's too easy. It costs a lot more money than they're paying in.
1: Yeah. Gotta so, make it harder for them. <laughs> give them a little bit more of a challenge.
0: The idea? Ruin the app. Mm-hmm. intentionally. Uh, sure, you can, um, you know, in theory, with this app, you could have seen whatever movies you wanted whenever you wanted to. You just somehow navigate all the tricks and demands that we put in place. Good luck. Enjoy the show. But uh, like we said last week, at the very least, it's good that uh, the people behind this company are actually facing real-life consequences for this shit. And that the reputations of the executives uh, are ruined if they weren't already. But as we've said, every time MoviePass has been brought up over the years, it, w- it was good while it lasted in its original form. The first couple of years there, it really was magic. Yeah.
1: yeah. And we'll never hear the end of this.
0: No, because there's got to... Keep like, rising from the grave. I, I feel like there will be uh, a great... This is almost one that I'd rather see a dramatization than an actual documentary.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'd love
0: to see who plays Mitch Lowe
1: yeah. in like a made-for-TV movie. Will Ferrell. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, moving on now to another saga that we've been following more recently. Uh, those damn cicadas and their domination of a large portion of our country, except our portion, which is cicada-free. We have our own problem. So it was a big week for the brood-ex cicadas that have hatched and are currently sucking and fucking their way across at least a dozen states. Mm -hmm. First, we had a car accident caused by a cicada that had flown into someone's window while they were driving, causing the driver to veer off the road and into a utility pole. But the chaos didn't stop there. The swarms of these insects, of which there are reportedly billions, have been so massive that they are showing up on weather radar systems. Earlier this week, the National Weather Service in the Baltimore, D.C. area tweeted out some radar screenshots that looked like large weather systems, but explained that, quote, you may have noticed a lot of fuzziness, low reflectivity values on our radar recently. The hydrometeor classification algorithm shows much of it to be biological in nature. Our guess? It's probably the hashtag cicadas or aliens.
0: Could be aliens.
1: Yeah, it, it,
0: the screenshots literally look like there's a hurricane hitting mm-hmm. the D.C. area, but it's just cicadas. Yeah. Now the brood ex cicadas seem to be very focused on our nation's capital. They're uh, yeah, no,
1: they're getting bold.
0: Yeah, uh, they have been grounding aircraft and even attacking President Joe Biden. They're trying to kill our president. Yeah, which in turn has sparked conspiracy theories uh, from the New York Times. The plane, set to carry dozens of journalists to Europe to cover President Biden's first trip abroad, was on the runway, ready to take off. The cicadas had other ideas. Somehow, the flying insects had filled the plane's engines, grounding it and forcing Mr. Biden's aides to scramble
1: for another way to ferry the reporters overseas. And if you if you look closely at these cicadas, they have little tiny red hats on. Yes. And one of them has a Viking hat on, mm-hmm. and he's painted his face.
0: Brood MAGA cicadas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and regarding the conspiracy surrounding Biden's interaction with at least one of these cicadas, it uh, looks like QAnon saw this as a sign that their plan is working. No. From Newsweek, a clip of Biden swatting away an insect while he was on the tarmac of Joint Base Andrews ahead of his visit to Cornwall, England for the G7 summit was widely shared on social media on Wednesday. Watch out for the cicadas. I just got one. You got me. Rather than just seeing it as an example of the issues caused by the return of the large, loud insects after living underground for the past 17 years, some QAnon supporters claim the reappearance of the Brute X cicadas is somehow a secret nod that justifies their radical movement. Mm.
1: Look, seems like a reach. They haven't gotten many messages recently, Yeah. uh, so they'll take anything. Yeah. Mm Wow. Damn. It continues. We, the media, a collection of QAnon advocates with more than 225,000 subscribers on its Telegram account, believes Biden swatting at the cicadas is actually comms, a secret message that can be decoded by QAnon supporters. Joe Biden bitten by a cicada, comms? Just so happens cicada nymphs emerge after a 17-year childhood underground, we, the media, wrote. For QAnon supporters, anything that can be linked to the number 17, no matter how tenuous, can be interpreted as comms for them, as Q is the 17th letter of the alphabet. Shut the fuck up. What? Child underground? 17? Yeah, okay. Then, after a short period above ground, they molt, mate, lay, eggs, and die, we the media's post added. The underground comment is a reference to a long-held belief from QAnon that their existing network... Of secret underground tunnels where children are being trafficked and abused by the satanic pedophiles they claim they will one day expose. I
0: mean, the signs are oh, all like right. 17
1: years, kids underground. It's just the bugs, guys. <laughs> it <laughs> happens fuck. all the time.
0: Anyways, that's certainly something um, good for them. Bad for everything. Look I,
1: look, I know you haven't talked to your, your grandma and your, your your aunt in a while, ever since she got into this shit, but you should really call her. Like they, they, they need you now more than ever. They are on the edge. They're talking about how bugs are all part of their plan. Yeah. It's, give them a call. Give them a call. And just... Don't talk to, about politics.
0: Yeah, no. Try to keep the topics light. Uh, yeah. Focus.
1: And, and any time it tries to veer that way, just divert yeah. it immediately. Yeah. Um, problem is problem with these cute people. Is you can't even talk about just like basic pop culture. You're like, oh, you see any movies lately? You're like, uh, I just I just saw the uh, the Mr. Rogers movie with Tom Hanks. Oh, you mean that satanic pedophile Tom Hanks? Uh uh-uh. uh. It's like you, you can't even talk about just basic shit.
0: Yeah, everything's connected. Yeah, and uh, everything is the end of the world, and uh, it's all Democrats' fault. And yeah. Anyways, uh, we definitely look forward to the inevitable Saturday Night Live sketch with Jim Carrey dressed up as a cicada on Joe Biden's neck. Uh, It's only fair after he played the
1: fly on Mike Pence's head. uh, Did you guys hear that a fly? (laughs) A fly landed on Mike Pence's head. Oh, my God. And it stayed there for several minutes. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: Anyways, we have some more news for you in a second, including some E3 updates. But first, let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsors, starting with Upstart. When it comes to paying off debt, it can often feel like an uphill battle. High interest rates resulting in minimum monthly payments keep you in an endless cycle of debt. Upstart can help you get ahead. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment.
1: Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, like your income and employment history. This means that they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com/newsdump. That is upstart.com/newsdump. Don't forget to use that URL, our URL, to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash This episode is also sponsored by Omaha Steaks. Mm.
0: It has become summer. Hot out. Next week, we're going to have a heat wave here. It's going to be bad. Father's Day is also right around the corner. It's time to start chilling and grilling. Omaha Steaks is here to help. We've all scrambled last minute when looking for gifts for dad. And Father's Day is literally fast approaching. So it's time. Maybe you'll end up getting him a tie or something that's just going to collect dust. Just stop. Get him something that you know he's going to enjoy and something that benefits the whole family and his friends. You're going to benefit from this too. And that is an assortment of delicious meats from Omaha Steaks. Dad isn't just going to cook this for himself. Dads don't cook solo meals on the grill. No, especially Mm -hmm. when you get him this much meat. So go to omahasteaks.com, type in
1: news dump in the search bar, and order Dad the Get Out and Grill assortment. It includes 20 entrees that he's guaranteed to love, like ultra-juicy burgers, plump chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and four 10-ounce butcher's cut New York strips. These strips are aged for 30 days. And why is that important, you ask? Age equals tenderness. Plus... Get four free New York strip burgers with your order. These are ultra lean and pack a bold, intense flavor. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's the best steak of your life. Guaranteed. Visit OmahaSteaks.com keyword news dump in the search bar and order the get out and grill assortment today. Send dad more than just a gift. Send him an experience that he'll love and can share with you. And don't forget, for a limited time, get four free New York strip burgers with your order. That is OmahaSteaks.com. Search news dump
0: up top. All right, back into the news and and guess what? It has become E3 2021. Video games. Yeah, things are already being announced and trailers have been dropped, but first let's talk about what to watch over the next couple of days, where to watch it and when it's happening. Now, first of all, You should be able to see pretty much everything over on the official E3 YouTube and Twitch pages, but uh, if not, any big press conferences, they're gonna be on the company's official channels. We'll leave a list of everything with links on where to find those things down below in the description. But uh, here's the big events and when they're happening. So Saturday, Most likely today, if you're watching this, it's Ubisoft's day with their main event kicking off at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Apparently, we'll be showing off like the new Far Cry and and, Assassin's
1: Creed, stuff
0: like that. But uh, apparently they're doing some kind of uh, free to -to play uh, Tom Clancy game. That's like a combination of a bunch of the other games. So that could be I'm intrigued. Interesting. Uh, That event will be followed up by Gearbox Showcase at 5 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Uh, Sunday is arguably the biggest day for announcements and news. Uh, starting with the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase at one PM Eastern, ten AM Pacific. The Square Enix will be up next at three fifteen Eastern. Warner Brothers Games goes live at five PM Eastern. I wonder if they're aware that Discovery is uh, owns them or whatever now. How uh, uh, that's going to change They probably things. know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, PC Gaming Show, it'll start just after that at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, 2.30 Pacific. And there's a few standout things on Monday, including a Take-Two panel, an indie games showcase, Capcom's event at 5.30 p.m. Eastern, and then uh, Razer closing things out at 6 p.m. Eastern, hopefully debuting uh, that new mask that came right at the nick of time. But great, yeah, great yeah. timing, yeah. Tuesday, the final day of this year's virtual E3 event, is just as jam-packed as Sunday with uh, Nintendo's direct event starting at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Sorry, everyone on the West Coast. You'll figure it out when you wake up. Bandai Namco later in the evening, uh, of course, and then the big thing this year, the E3 2021 awards show. We'll be closing things out at 7.45 p.m. The
1: trailer awards.
0: Yeah, it's it's the most hyped trailer awards. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it should be interesting. We spoke about it last week, but in case you missed it, it's it's basically an award show for games that aren't even out yet. Yeah, But, uh, I mean, at the very least, it should prove to be a decent recap of anything you might have missed over the course of the uh, previous days. And it'll apparently include even more announcements and trailers. It's basically going to be the Game Awards. But
1: before the games come out.
0: But that's the thing, is, like, even the Game Awards, it's like, and here are the winners. (laughs) Anyways, here's ten minutes of new announcements and games. So it's like... All this, all either of these shows are, are a vessel for marketing materials. I just
1: love that all these developers have a long checkered history of uh, just straight up lying at E3. And now they're getting awards based on these lies. Yeah, that should be fun. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the full list of events and links to where you can watch them is down in the description below. But in the days leading up to E3, there were a few announcements that stood out. Most notably, the announcement and trailer for the next game in EA's Battlefield franchise, 2042. It's going to sweep the awards. I'm calling it. It, How could it not? It looks extremely fun. I mean, it's just a cinematic trailer. Yeah. yeah, So the trailer is ridiculous. It it focuses on what actually makes these games fun, which is the players pushing what is possible within a game that at least attempts to be somewhat realistic. So while it does show off what the maps will look like and what kind of future tech the game will allow you to play with, There's also scenes where someone launches an ATV off of a skyscraper and directly into an attack helicopter, and a scene where a fighter pilot ejects from his plane, pulls out an RPG from his asshole, apparently, (laughs) blows up his enemy's jet, and then re enters his own cockpit seamlessly. And that that one actually happened. There's a video of someone doing that. Yeah, I mean, the ATV
0: ones definitely happened, too. It's basically
1: they looked at uh,
0: who's a big Battlefield creator, like Jack Frags. Jack Frags. And it's just like, let's put that in a cinematic trailer, because people will go nuts. It's cool. And it's great. like Battlefield the franchise hasn't really had uh, a rough couple years it has I think Battlefield 4 was probably the the last big like yeah fun that was like seven years ago yeah so this will be Look, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I kind of miss it. So uh, here's from EA's press release about the game. Powered by cutting-edge technology that pushes the capabilities of next-generation hardware, the game drops players into a near-future all-out war experience that includes the franchise's hallmark game-changing destruction. Featuring matches filled with up to 128 players on the latest consoles and PCs, this unprecedented scale adds a new dimension to multiplayer battles. Battlefield 2042 also ups the action with the inclusion of real-time events that reshape the battlefield and tactical combat. All new weapons, vehicles, and gadgets give players the freedom to be strategic and create jaw-dropping only in Battlefield moments. Um, It also looks like they'll be doing some beta weekends sometime in the near future for people who pre-order the game. Uh, Again, you probably shouldn't be pre-ordering games. Luckily, I think you can pre-order and then cancel your pre-order after the beta.
1: There's that great, uh, I think it was like a 4chan green text of someone... Saying that they don't have a bank account, they just store all their money at GameStop by uh, by buying by pre-ordering stuff like way in advance. Yeah, Elder Scrolls Six. And then like anytime they need money, they'll just go down to GameStop and cancel their pre-order and get yeah. the money back. Perfect. Uh, also, like for some
0: reason, uh, I saw it on Reddit they like the devs had to come out and be like, "Look, the the we're not making a political statement. The tornadoes in the game because it's fun, not because of climate change."
1: Yeah. yeah. So. They anyway. also, they, they're also very, they're like, look, it's not a battle royale. There's a mode that a lot of people are going to say is a battle royale, but it's not a battle royale. It's something new. Well, as long
0: as they have, like, the classic mode, like, yeah. they can put a battle royale in it if they want to. Just yeah. like, you, it's your choice to play it or not.
1: Yeah. Mm. Anyway, Microsoft and Xbox had some of their big announcements hit on Friday, most of which revolved around their Game Pass service which is great. Uh, Once again, they're showing how focused they are on this subscription service from now on, and it's looking less and less appealing to uh, ever buy an actual console from them going forward because, according to The Verge, Microsoft is working with TV manufacturers to make an Xbox app available on devices soon. The software giant is planning to bring its Xbox Game Pass service to TVs through its xCloud streaming technology, opening up more ways to get access to Xbox games. This will be available as both an app on TVs and with Microsoft's own dedicated streaming stick. Quote, we're working with global TV manufacturers to embed the Game Pass experience directly into internet connected TVs, so all you'll need to play is a controller, says Liz Hamron, head of gaming experiences and platforms at Microsoft. So basically, Stadia, but desirable. Yeah. And with a company that's far less likely to give up on the project one day, leaving you with nothing despite what you paid into it. Also, you're not
0: like Stadia's big problem is that you're buying the games and they could go away. Yeah. With Game Pass, you're paying a monthly subscription fee to play whatever you want that's available, yeah. Yeah.
1: So the Xbox team, they also stated that they're aiming to release new first-party games every quarter, one every quarter, in an attempt to uh, achieve a, quote, more consistent flow of good games going into Game Pass, which, hell yeah, brother. Especially with all, I mean, like... They acquired Bethesda. Yeah, they've become become the Disney of gaming. The AT&T, the Time Warner. Which is not great, but, like, they do... Like, all the studios they've bought are... Great gaming studios, and it's good hearing that those studios have the backing of a company like Microsoft, so yeah. they can make good games without having to really worry about the bottom line nearly as much. Look, uh, while
0: uh, like as reference to what we talked about at the beginning of today's show, uh, things won't get bad for a while. So use it while it's cheap, and they have yeah, everything.
1: Yeah, like,
0: I, they won't start taking advantage of users for at least five years.
1: Yeah, and a little a little thing about Game Pass that. Well, people might not realize, uh, you can have two people using one account at the same time. Wow! Really? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, I, I, well, so like, yeah, it's it'll be like me playing a game on my computer and then my wife playing a game on the TV. Hmm. And wait, they're gonna watch this and shut that down. Yeah. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't have said anything, but like, I, I didn't even realize it, it. Like, it had been going on for days, and I was like, wait, hold on. This doesn't. Make How sense. are we both playing on Game Pass on the same account? and they're allowing this. Yeah. I don't know. But But, anyway. Yeah, speaking of uh, first-party Microsoft games, uh, Bethesda officially
0: announced that uh, they are canceling the Battle Royale game mode in Fallout 76. So uh, maybe Battle Royale is officially done. It'll just be Warzone and Fortnite from now on?
1: Even Warzone. Verdansk 84 fucking sucks. It's just turned into, like, a sniper game. There's no fucking short play at all. Uh, The Rebirth Island, the... uh, Tiny Battle Royale is actually, that's all I play anymore on there, and it's a lot of fun. Wait, so are they taking away the 80s action
0: icons? I saw, like, an email that was just like, here's your last chance. Your last chance to, like, buy them, I guess. I don't
1: know.
0: Anyways, uh, yeah, Battle Royale and Fallout 76, bye-bye. And that's because no one played it. The mode will be shuttered in September of this year, and in a statement regarding the decision, Bethesda said the following. When we first introduced Nuclear Winter, we were thrilled to watch so many players from our community, as well as many newcomers, dive headfirst into our take on the ruthless, last player standing battle royale genre. Over time, however, we've seen the vast majority of players prefer to explore other aspects of the (laughs) game. It has also become tougher to put full Nuclear Winter lobbies together without also making sacrifices on match wait times. Mm. Which basically means there's not enough people playing to actually launch... That's, People are just waiting around.
1: That's what happens.
0: Additionally, we found it challenging to provide meaningful updates for Nuclear Winter, while also developing and supporting exciting new content for Adventure Mode in recent and upcoming updates. With all this in mind, we are currently planning to sunset Nuclear Winter Mode in an update coming this September. So, uh, rest in peace, I guess. Rest in piss. Literally no one played it, so just get rid of it. RIP, I wonder it. how many active users are still just playing Fallout 76. I know there's a dedicated hardcore oh, yeah, fan base. There absolutely but, uh, is.
1: It's the same uh, type of people that play, like, Rust all day. Like,
0: I've gone back to it a few <laughs> times, but it's never for more than a week before I get bored and I'm just like, why, why am I
1: doing this? It's Fallout, but without a point. Hmm. Also, CD Projekt Red took advantage of everyone's attention being focused on E3 right now to announce that, uh, that hack that they were the victims of earlier this year. It was actually way worse than they originally stated. Yeah. It was bad. The announcement was made on Twitter, but uh, they've done away with the uh, eye-catching and, at this point, triggering. Yellow notification graphic. Yeah. But here's what they said. Today we have learned new information regarding the breach and now have reason to believe that internal data illegally obtained during the attack is currently being circulated on the Internet. We are not able to confirm the exact contents of the data in question, though we believe it may include current-slash-former-employee and contractor details in addition to data related to our games. Furthermore, we cannot confirm whether or not the data involved may have been manipulated or tampered with following the breach. We would also like to state that, regardless of the authenticity of the data being circulated, we will do everything in our power to protect the privacy of our employees as well as all other involved parties. We are committed and prepared to take action against parties sharing the stolen data. That's an oops, and uh, I only saw one little detail that I don't even know if it's true, but apparently uh, for like the localization code, the China code was called Winnie the Pooh. So, oh, perfect. Uh, yeah, might not be able to get this game in China or any Watch GOG out. games. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, EA
0: was had a bunch of their like game data stolen, specifically regarding FIFA 2021. Oh my God. So there you go. Wow. I uh I. I didn't look into when EA Play is, but it's usually around E3, and I was hoping to maybe see, like... I don't think they're going to have anything, like, to show off with the new skate, but it'd be nice to get another teaser or something. Mm. Anyways, let's do a quick fun one before we let let you go today. A a fun video. God damn it. uh, Where there's this this thing going around uh, on all of the social media websites that uh, vaccine conspiracy theorists seem to believe that getting the vaccine magnetizes you. It turns you into magnet. You uh, people putting mag- like thing- metal objects on them and it's sticking to you. Yeah. Uh, 100% of the time it's uh, it's sticking to it's your because you're sweaty, sweaty body. Yeah,
1: it's because you're a sweaty boy in summertime. And,
0: and uh, so uh, yeah. in this video in front of uh, a lot of people specifically with one onlooker right behind them uh, going, well, let's see what this is up to. This woman decides to just demonstrate to everyone how
1: easy it is. Oh Uh-oh. my God. Oh my God! I've been vaxxed. I'm a magnet. I- I'm Magneto. Yeah. What the fuck? No, I'm sweaty. It's hot in here. Let me see. I'm pretty dry. Let me see if.
0: That's what happens when you move from an extremely humid climate to the desert. Yeah. You, you're. Uh, I'm literally just. You're a dry desert boy. Desert sand. You're yeah. Dry boy. Anyways, uh, much like I just demonstrated here with Elliot, uh, please enjoy this woman in front of many, many people.
1: Trying to this, prove this her registered point. nurse who was following up after a apparently real doctor first brought this up on the stand of the Ohio State House. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah.
0: By the way, so I just found out something when I was on lunch, and I wanted to show it to you. We were talking about Dr. Tenpenny's testimony about magnetic vaccine crystals. So this is what I found out. So I have a key and a bobby pin here.
1: Explain to me why the key sticks to me. It sticks to my neck, too. I
0: got
1: this. Yeah, so if somebody can explain this, that would be great. Any questions? Wow, we're yeah. fucked. This country's <laughs> fucked. Everyone's stupid as hell. We yeah. should have really, uh, we should have never let leaded gasoline be a thing back in the, you know, yeah. 50s and 60s, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, this look what it look with the problem. Done. Yeah. Shouldn't have done. given boomers all those
0: participation trophies. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for today's video. We'll be back soon with a new episode of Weekly Weird News. So stay tuned for that uh, and enjoy your E3 filled weekend or uh, maybe go outside and enjoy I don't know, if you live near a beach or yeah. the woods, get outside and away from all the weirdos online.
1: And uh, enjoy the show. One of our good friends is making it. Yeah, he's, he's literally this. the guy producing E3. He's going to have a
0: hell of a weekend. Yep. I don't feel bad or I, I I would not like to be in his shoes. Nope, not at all. No. All right, uh, enjoy all of that, and we'll see you very soon. Bye-bye.